This episode, my friends, is brought to you by my guys at Underdog Fantasy. You want to get in on some of that daily fantasy, some over-unders, some best ball? Register at Underdog Fantasy. Make your first deposit, and they'll match up to $100 in your account. Just use the promo code JEFFC, J-E-F-F-C. They will match up to $100 on your first deposit. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Studio de Jeffrey on the day of the autopsy. Cowboys lose to the Broncos 30-16. to Now we get to play the game of why. What happened? And you have to start with the very real premise in the NFL, and that very real premise is, earmuff it for me, kids, shit happens. Um... The Buffalo Bills lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That happened. Falcons went on the road and beat the Saints. Blah, 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 blah. Who did the Giants beat? The Giants beat a team that's much better than them. Uh, The NFL is designed for this crap to happen, and sometimes it happens. The Rams got smoked by the Titans. The uh, Giants beat the Raiders. NFL gets wild sometimes. Eagles almost beat the Chargers. But that dodges the part that matters, I know, to Cowboy fans. The part that matters to Cowboy fans isn't that, hey, things happen in the NFL. It's, hey, what happened to my team? And the answer to what happened to your team is everything. That was the worst game I have ever seen Dak Prescott play. I realized that the, um, like, this has always been an argument from a lot of people about Dak, like the eight and eight year where he had huge numbers because he kept them in games and gave him a chance and the defense was awful and the special teams were awful and their starting field position was always awful. It was like, oh, that was all garbage time. No, it wasn't. Yesterday, that was garbage time. Yeah, down by 30 in the fourth quarter. That was garbage time. So Dak's numbers at the end of it, end up looking almost okay, and they shouldn't. He was he was awful. Uh, until that game was over, and the Broncos were like, what do we care? You want to keep trying? Keep trying. Uh, Dak was bad. Why? Part of it is things happen. I believe a big part of it is your offensive line was atrocious. Atrocious, I say. And for the most part, it was one guy which is unfortunate because this one guy has played above and beyond this year at right tackle, filling in with Lyle Collins being suspended. Terrence Steele's done a nice job playing right tackle. Terrence Steele is a backup offensive tackle, and it appears that he's a good backup right tackle and an awful backup left tackle. Terrence Steele allowed nine total pressures, seven hurries, a hit, a sack. If you want to hear how the rest of the line did, Lyle Collins, three hurries, Zach Martin, two hurries. Connor Williams, one hurry. Tyler Biotish, zero. Terrence Steele, seven hurries, plus a hit, plus a sack, nine total pressures. That is a gigantic number. That is not good. Terrence Steele was really bad, which is interesting. And to a lot of people begs the question, should they have done it the other way, where Lyle Collins plays left tackle and Terrence Steele plays right tackle? And my answer to that is this. And I know that in sports radio and sports TV, the answer has to be yelling about how everybody effed it up. But realistically, do I believe Lyle Collins is a better offensive tackle than Terrence Steele? Of course. He's definitely a better right tackle. 
And after seeing Terrence Steele play left tackle for that entire game, do I think Lyle Collins could have done a better job than that? Yes, I think so. Going into it, I believe what they did was they found their way to get LC back on the field at his position, right tackle. Terrence Steele in training camp was a swing tackle, and swing tackle means you're the backup. You get ready to play both positions. Lyle Collins hasn't played left tackle since the year 2014. So some people think it's incredibly easy and you can just, oh, he did it before, just go back over there. Or even if somebody's never done it before, oh, just go over there, it's easy. Talk to guys who train offensive linemen, talk to offensive linemen, they'll tell you it ain't that easy. When the entire world flips on you, it ain't that easy. So Terrence Steele was the guy who had had the practice. Terrence Steele was the guy who had had the work at left tackle. And so you put out the guy who's worked there. Problem is, I don't think they gave him enough help. Terrence Steele, when he was playing right tackle, was getting help. And out here, I just I feel like there wasn't enough help. The Broncos' way they play defense against the Cowboys, I agree with Dak after the game. I hope other teams try to do that. But for one week, it worked. Denver, their defensive coordinator, actually told you what he was going to do. He told you. He said, see if their wide receivers can win one-on-one. We're going to try to choke the run. That's what they did. They pressured the quarterback. They put dudes in the box, and they said, if you can, you know, smoke us throwing the ball, go ahead, and the Cowboys couldn't. And that is a reflection on their protection. It's a reflection on Dak. It's a reflection on CD, and it's a reflection on Amari, and it's a reflection on Cedric Wilson and Tony Pollard and everybody that dropped passes. Uh, It's a reflection on all of them. So – is there an element of they read their own press clippings? Sure. You can get that out of their post-game comments where none of them are going to say, hey, we didn't try hard, but there's a human element to sports. And the human element is we just had a really nice road win. We're really good. The Broncos are 4-4, four and four, but the four teams they beat are all but. They traded away a huge part of their team at the deadline. So they were selling because they know they're not a real threat to win anything. And they're coming to our house. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys showed up to AT&T thinking, yeah, we're better than them, so we win. And that doesn't always work. You've got to play. Football is a game that is played with controlled aggression and violence. If the other team is more aggressive and violent, it makes it tough. And Denver was more aggressive and more violent. And so Denver kicked your ass. Dak's fault. Terrence Steele's fault. Um, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn. Everybody. Here, leave in the comments. Who do you think played well? YouTube.com slash Jeff Kevin on the comments. Who do you think played well? I would say Micah Parsons, I think, played well. I think Leighton Vanderush played pretty well. Now, we'll do another thorough breakdown probably tomorrow after watching all 22 this is just based on live viewing but on a rewatch I would assume because this is what I do I assume Zach Martin played pretty well Lyle Collins had two penalties but I did think for the most part he looked good he looked tired look like you're breathing hard but it's hard like Carlos Watkins made a play Osa made a play uh this is there's the next place we'll go I'm a weird broadcaster in that I don't broadcast with a plan or a script. I just see where my words take me. Next place that we'll go is the Cowboys probably aren't as good as everybody thought that they were. 
because this is how things work. You remember when Carson Wentz was about to be the MVP of the league before he got hurt? Do you know how he was going to be the MVP of the league? It was a lot like Dak's 2016 season. Carson Wentz was going to be MVP of the league if he didn't get hurt. What was that, 2017, 18, 19? I'm terrible with years. Uh, because he was ungodly on third down for an eight-game stretch. Ungodly. Third and 10, whatever, converted. Third and eight, converted. Third and 11, converted. And it wasn't that he's this incredible quarterback that's the best player ever. It's that for that small sample size, for that stretch of games, shit went his way. So the Cowboys coming into this game were the best third down defense in the NFL. They take the ball away a ton, and they're the best third down defense in the NFL. Neither of those things are sustainable. That's why people do analytics and numbers and whatnot to see from year to year, like what correlates, what can we predict, what is going to be consistent. And takeaway numbers, third down performance, those are more random. It depends what the offense does. It depends if somebody guessed right. It depends if you called the right defense. So the Cowboys being the best third down defense in the league, does that mean you're going to be the best third down defense against Denver? No, of course not. And it doesn't mean anything for next week or the week after. Your individual players, you can have faith that they're good players and that they're going to do well. But if you're looking to predict how well you're going to do on third downs, good luck because it's going to go, wee, that's the way it goes. So also with Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs at the moment is what he is, which is somewhere between an okay corner and a good corner. That's an awesome playmaker. If you give him a chance to touch the football, he will take the football. But teams aren't scared of Trayvon Diggs. You saw that. Broncos weren't scared. Tim Patrick against Trayvon Diggs? Cool. Go at him. They don't mind. Um, So, saying all of that is just meandering all over the place to say that football is hard. I do think that the Cowboys have to find a way to maintain the, whatever you want to call it, edge, mojo, focus, effort, intensity, whatever word you like to use there. They have to find a way to bring that. Each week, and against this team, I think they thought that we are better than them, therefore we're going to win this game. I think that's what the Cowboys believed. Uh, So, yeah, the Broncos were 8 of 15 on third down. That's going to make life hard. Cowboys 5 of 13 on third down, but 0 of 4 on fourth down. And is that something that you want to talk about, is the fourth down stuff? Because I've seen people killing McCarthy for that, and that just drives me bonkers. I do not kill people for making the right decision because the play didn't work. I think that's terrible analysis. I think it's lazy. I think it's stupid. It also illustrates Dak staying in the game and fourth down. Okay, I want to do those two things because I do think it's interesting because I think it's very much debatable and it intrigues me. Cowboys were 0 for 4 on fourth down, and I'll tell you the fourth down decision I liked the least was I believe their third fourth down where they punted. That was the one I liked the least. They went for it, got stopped. Went for it, got stopped. Punted their next time. I think you just make the right decision over and over and over. That's kind of the point of analytics is over time, you win. Now, how do we get to the point where it becomes debatable and fun? Well, we talked about the Cowboys offensive line. First one, I actually think Dak should have changed the play. The numbers just weren't there, and Zeke was going to have to beat Justin Simmons, and he didn't. So you get stopped. Second one, I'm trying to remember on replay, was it actually tipped or did Dak just make an awful throw on the second fourth down? But that's the human part of this, right? 
you can look at the paper and be like, hey, look, if we go for it all the time on fourth and one and fourth and two, over time, we win. We will score more points. We will win more games. It's smart. You take the circumstances of the game where you go, holy crap, we're flat. We can't block them. We can't protect our quarterback. We couldn't get a yard on fourth and one. So after trying it twice, you go, no, we're not going to try it again because I don't believe we're going to get it. That's coaching. Then later in the game, they do go for it again uh, because of the game situation. Because you're like, look, we're behind by enough that we're trying to win the game, so let's go try it. But kudos to Denver, dude. They showed up. Now, Dak's still being in the game. Tell me in the comments, youtube.com slash Jeff Kavanaugh if you love or hate that. It drives me nuts that football teams don't pull players when the game is pretty clearly done. At whatever point Amari Cooper sat down, that's probably when Dak should have sat down because they will take care of Coop in that way. This is, again, the human part of this. I want Mike McCarthy to walk over to Dak and say, hey, you're an incredible quarterback. Today sucked. Sit down. We're gonna, we'll get him next time, right? But now you be, you be McCarthy, and I'll be McCarthy, and I'll be Dak. Because this is totally guessing, but I imagine it went something like this. No, coach. No. I'm not ending like that. Body's fine. We have a zero on the scoreboard. I'm not ending like that, coach. I'm going to go score. Dak, we, the game's over. We can't win. I can't have you getting hurt. I'm not going to get hurt, coach. I feel great. We're going to score. We're not leaving here with an F and zero. I'm not leaving here having the worst game of my life. I need these reps. I got to go. We got to work. We're not ending like this. And you're the coach, and you go, okay, go get them. That's the human part of it. You can say, sit him out, but now you go talk to Dak during that conversation and tell him, eh, go sit down. It's tough. And maybe none of that happened. Maybe McCarthy was just like, hey, Dak, what do you think? And he was like, I want to play. And he said, okay. Maybe it was that simple, but that's the fun thing. That's sports. Cowboys got smoked. And in the grand scheme of things, it means nothing. But in the little scheme of things, man, they were awful yesterday. Worst game I've ever seen Dak Prescott play. Bad. All right, leave in the comments which we want to talk about tomorrow. I'm sure we can figure some. Sure, we can figure some things out. Uh, remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. Be cool to everybody. I love you. Bye.